Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Thursday, August 12th, 2021. On today's episode of the show, we're going to be doing something slightly different. My name is Ben Pearson. I am a senior writer at SlashFilm.com, and instead of a typical news episode or one of the mini water coolers that we've been doing, I thought it would be interesting to play for you guys an interview that I did yesterday with a web designer named Lynn Fisher. She is the person, the mastermind, behind a new website called Nestflix, which uh, we wrote about yesterday. And it is essentially a fake streaming service that collects movies within movies and fictional TV shows that appeared in other TV shows. So for an example, Angels with Filthy Souls, the fake film noir movie from Home Alone, uh, is prominently featured on this thing. Um, Queen's Boulevard from the, the HBO series Entourage, uh, starring the acclaimed Vinny Chase. Um, you know, th- there are tons of these, actually over 400 of them, that Lynn Fisher has put together, has, has grabbed from all these various streaming services and collected and done all this legwork to create this website that looks incredible. It's, it's this fully, you know, deep dive kind of thing where you can just get lost in a rabbit hole and, and spend hours just clicking around. And um, it's all very, very well done. And incredibly impressive. So when Team Slash Film uh, discovered this yesterday, I wrote about it on the site and uh, I reached out to Lynn on Twitter and asked her if she would be interested in talking with me about how she came up with this whole thing and and how she went through the process of making it and all of that. Um, She actually has several other websites that are all equally impressive. I'll I'll put a link to her other work in the show notes and I encourage you to check that out if you like what you're about to hear. So yeah, um, I guess before we dive right into the conversation, just one other little uh, caveat is that this conversation was recorded via Zoom and it was, I didn't know that we were going to use this as the podcast episode today. So the conversation is a little more free flowing than what we normally have on the show. Um, so stick with us, but uh, I think it, it's a great conversation and a, a cool insight into um, a, a creative mind uh, and somebody that I'm going to be paying close attention to going forward. So here is my conversation with Lynn Fisher. Congratulations on this website. It is incredible. Thank it's you. amazing. Uh, my entire, like all of my work friends, my entire staff, our Slack was just going nuts when oh we gosh, saw this amazing. thing because, um, I mean, you've tapped into something that is very uh, primal for movie lovers, I think. Um, yeah. 
So where did this idea come from? What, what drove you to create this? Um, I, I guess just a little background. I just for fun make just kind of these intensely curated websites. Just like I, weird. I went to your portfolio and looked at several of them and they are all incredible. I'm, I'm like blown away. Thanks. So yeah, so that's kind of just like my general vibe. And then I'm just like a big movie buff. I love like going to team trivia kind of stuff, you know? Um, and so I was always kind of looking for like, what are like, like patterns, like things that happen across lots of different movies and TV that like you could kind of like make a site about or, you know, curate something. And so I love like I've seen lots of lists that are like the best fake movies and movies, you know, and it's usually like 10 or so. Right. And I was like, it'd be cool if you could like get just as many as possible. Um, and then like the pun, like Nestflix, like nested stories came and I was like, ah, oh, it'd be cool if it was like a fake streaming service, you know, where you had all the titles and you could learn more about it. And like, it could be meta in a way where like the actors that are listed are the fake the fake actors they're not the actual you know or whatever some of them are real you know um but yeah I just wanted to create this kind of you know it's a little bit of performance right but um a fun thing that you can kind of get lost in yeah well um mission accomplished for (laughs) sure um how long did it take from maybe from inception all the way through yeah uh it took almost exactly two months. Um, I am unemployed at the moment, so I've been using my time to work on this. Um, And so, yeah, I had it in my backlog for a while, just kind of like noodling on it. And then um, I started it for real at the beginning of June. Wow, that is very, very fast for something that looks this great. Um, I mean, the the thing that kind of blows me away is like, there's not only... Uh, the things themselves, the, the individual shows or, or fake movies, but there's multiple images and the like uh, the proper logos for each thing. And then like image galleries within all of this stuff. So talk me through the, the um, design process, like how you came to arrive at the idea of like, oh, I want to include this, this, and this. Yeah. So I looked at Netflix and actually I probably watched every single streaming service that there is <laughs> for this in preparation and all of it um, and all the data collection. But the thing that they all have in common is like this thumbnail that's like not just a screen cap or the title screen of the movie. It's like clearly an image that they made where it's like, here's the star and here's like the logo of the movie. And so I was like, okay, I could do that probably. Um, so a lot of the titles have that in the movie a, t- a logo and some don't so i did have to create some just make them up mm-hmm. um but yeah so i would go through uh take screen caps of the i had a big spreadsheet <laughs> so i watched all the shows and took screen caps of everything and just collected all this data like taking down quotes and like who was in it and all of that and then um picked a made a thumbnail recreated the logo or created a new one in illustrator i'm a like graphic and web designer. So just kind of a natural process for me there. Um, but it was a lot. There's like, I think 421 entries. So I made 421 um, thumbnails and SVG, like vector graphics for the logo. And then I was like, since you can't watch the movies or the clips, cause I didn't want to, I was hoping that like me putting a copyright for the images, like the screenshots would be enough. Right. Um, I didn't want to like deal with video, but I was like, it'd be more fun if there was just more than 
just one image of the mm-hmm. thumbnail. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, for, for some of them that have a lot of footage, maybe I could do like, uh, like, you know, when you go to IMDb, they have like photos from the movie there that you can kind of look at. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just include some like gallery stills or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was creating, you know, six or so images per entry um, to include. And it actually like, it's a lot. When I look at it, I'm like, this is just bonkers, right? But like, <laughs> as I was doing it, it, it did go fast. Um, so it, it was fun. So all of that work, all of the, the watching and screenshotting and all of that stuff took place over that two month period you're talking about? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm a pretty big movie and TV watcher already. So like a lot of it was like revisiting media I'm familiar with, which mm-hmm. is helpful. But like one nice thing about Netflix specifically is that you can watch a show at like 1.5 speed. Yes. <laughs> um, like some of the, some of the sc- streaming services are really good with like, okay, I'm just going to like, tab through it and jump, you know, and find stuff. So it was a little bit of like scavenger hunt B for some yeah. of them, but yeah, it all, it was like start to finish, um, two months. So what are some of your favorite entries on here? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, of course, uh, angels with filthy souls from home alone where everyone is like surprised that that is a, not a real movie. You know, yeah. I think that one is just like, kind of the quintessential like they nailed it type movie in a movie um I really like all the ones from Gravity Falls I feel like those ones are kind of like one-off gags but they're just really creative and well done and I love that show um the ones from The Simpsons The Simpsons was uh the hardest because of course that's been on for so many years and (laughs) they have so many I had a my spreadsheet was like a hundred entries for that. And I only put in like probably like 40. Um, and I, I know it wasn't even comprehensive originally. So that one, <laughs> but those ones are really funny too. Um, I love uh, Threat Level, Level Midnight from The Office. Um, the ones from uh, Insecure are very intense. Like they hired lots of people, like sets and costumes and like really elaborate. So those ones are, were really fun to do also. I like the ones where... I had a lot to choose from, <laughs> you know, like there's a, um, actually one that I, I had not watched the most recent season of Arrested Development. And so, but there's the making a monster. Um, yeah. I haven't series. seen that season either. As well. Yeah. And so I, I, I actually watched that season because I was like, I'm just going to watch it, you know, um, yeah. but that one is a really fun one too. It's like, uh, like Kobe Smulders is in it and like Ron Howard, because Ron <laughs> Howard's a part of that show, you know? And so he, um, he's like talking about it. And so it's, it's a fun one. Yeah. What, what has the response been like? I mean, I'm sure you've seen, I mean, in my Twitter feed has just been full of this, like oh, nothing but this for hours. So. Yeah. I mean, so when I like have launched sites in the past, like it's varying, you know, like sometimes like my like web developer friend circle will usually like, it'll like get decently far in that. And then, so, and then it'll die down. So that happened this morning. And then I went to go grocery shopping and then my phone was just like blowing up. And I was like, what is happening? Um, and the one I caught was like Patton Oswald, like retweeted it or whatever. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, it's been overwhelming for sure. I've like, I'm like small fry on Twitter, you know? So like, like this kind of, um, I don't know how people with like big followings, like manage yeah. <laughs> that stuff. Um, but it's been really cool and fun. And it's, it's interesting because the like sites like this, it just takes so much energy and so much time that like while I'm doing it, I'm always like, is this 
worth it? <laughs> you know, like, what am I doing? Um, but like today it's like, oh, this is so cool. Like it resonates with people. They're into it. They get it, you know, so it, it makes it all worth it. What do you think it is about this specific topic that resonates with people that, that gets people so excited about it? Gosh, I don't know. I think it feels like an in-joke almost, right? Like, a, like I know this, like, I think I, it was maybe a mistake to put a form on the site to like have people can like email me. Right? I was wondering if, um, um, if you'd already had like a ton of, of yeah, responses have, through there. Yeah, I have a lot of email to go through. I was like, oh no, maybe I'll switch how this works. Um, but I think it's like, like movies and TV are so personal anyway, that it's this like little in-joke from this piece of media that you love that you can connect with, with someone. I have a site called airport codes. It's like, it, it literally just like tells you what the airport code means. Right. Um, but like aviation people just went bonkers for it. And it was just this thing where it was like, oh my gosh, this thing that I love that I get. And like, maybe the other people in my life don't really quite get it, Mm -hmm. but like someone made this website about this thing that I'm passionate about. You know, I think there's a shared feeling seen kind of feeling when you, when you see it in this way, besides the site, just like the, the idea of like films within films and shows within shows. I think it, it's just a, a recognition of something like special or small or because a lot of them are just like one-off gags. People that have been really passionately talking to me about um, the ones from Seinfeld, like Channel and Rochelle Rochelle, which aren't on the site because I'm, I, there's so many that I made basically a rule that I was only going to include the ones that have footage. Right. Because there's so many that are just like mentioned in dialogue or just have a poster. And I was like, I'll just never be able to finish this if I don't set some boundaries, you know? Right. Um, but it's just... Uh, I don't know. I think it's a cool like sharing of meta, a little shared universe too, you know? Yeah. There's almost like a validation component to it. I think where yeah. it's like, Oh, I, I love this thing. And somebody else I see clearly loves this has, you know, mm-hmm. spent and devoted all this time to doing this thing. It's really great. Um, you mentioned that you're unemployed right now. Do you think that, I mean, looking at your previous work, your, your other stuff in your portfolio, it looks like you just genuinely like this stuff and are just doing it because you're just like a fan of it and want to, you know, fill this, this gap that people don't even know exists. But do you think that this has the potential, especially with all the attention that you're getting right now to like potentially um, get you a a job somewhere? Like, or is that a, is that a hope? Was that ever a hope? I mean, it would be cool. I think I've never let myself think that because I just, um it might corrupt the uh purity (laughs) of the experiment or (laughs) something um I don't think anyone would do something like this if they didn't just care about it like want it to exist in the world you know right um so I am probably going to start looking for a job soon and in my back of my mind I was a little bit like okay it'll be good to have like some recent work out there I think I look at it like that where it's like here's a thing I made isn't it cool yeah um I've worked for agencies pretty much my whole career. And so there's a lot of work I can't put out there. Mm. And so I'm like, Hey, here's some work that I just make for fun that you can look at and interact with and get my vibe, you know, like yeah. I know how to make websites and I know how to do these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, I think like my ultimate dream, which I, I don't know how it could possibly happen, but is if some benevolent weirdo was like, Hey, I'll pay you to just make these, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would be cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't have hopes for it. I just kind of, you know, I love making these. It's fun. It's definitely, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, 
it's art, it's design, it's tech, it's kind of this mixture, but it's just the things that I like to produce. And so. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but thank you so much for speaking yeah, with me. This was really you. great. And I, again, you know, all of us are just like huge fans of, of <laughs> Netflix and, uh, and I am now a big fan of yours and I'm, I'm excited to see what you do going forward. So thank you so much. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Thank you for listening. And again, be sure to check out the show notes for more of Len's work. And I'll, I'll put links to uh, the stuff that we've written about Nestflix on Slashfilm as well. Of course, you can always find more stuff at SlashFilm.com. Uh, SlashFilm Daily is published every weekday, bringing the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features that you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all of the popular podcast apps, and send your feedback, questions, comments, and concerns to us at peter at SlashFilm.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow.